Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Annie. And welcome to the research room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today we're going to wrap up our talks on resilience. Um, we spent all this month, uh, September, talking about different uh, papers uh, about resilience. And we, we want to wrap this up by kind of questioning every single thing that we talked about this month, I think. Um, all these papers that we've talked about so far, they um, they. Uh, tried to do something with resilience, right? They wanted to either see what the consequences of uh, resilience were, they wanted to see what the predictors of resilience, resilience were, things like that, right? But here, um, we want to kind of question what even is resilience? Um, like, we were using this term uh, so often, um, and like maybe we tried to do a little bit of that in our first week, but even then, like, each of these papers, they do something a little bit different. When uh, they call resilience something a little bit different, they define it a little bit differently, they measure it a little bit differently. So we want to spend some time on just that idea. Um, and this is something that like psychologists always have to grapple with. Um, we are dealing with subjective things, right? Um, these uh, ideas. Um, everyone has a slightly different idea of what things are, um, of like what happiness is, of what sadness is, of what a good relationship is, like all of these things, right? Um, and so that that uh, also applies to resilience. And so we want to um, try to just like unpack some of that and maybe help you walk through some like the mind of uh, a psychologist a little bit <laughs> here. Um, and you'll probably find that like uh, uh, even Annie and I won't even agree <laughs> necessarily on what resilience <laughs> is. Um, so this is something to always keep in mind as you like read these articles or if you hear ever like reports on on these papers uh, if someone's saying like oh this increases happiness like maybe question what do they even mean by happiness if this increases resilience what do they even mean by that so um maybe i'll just like start with um this idea of what a construct is and what operationalization is um and i have oh, try my best maybe before oh. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but maybe before that, like, should we kind of go through some of the definitions that were mm. used in uh, the papers that we discussed? So I remember uh, most recently, I mm. think last week, uh, I think resilience was defined by the number of post-traumatic symptoms that, like, participants were experiencing uh, six months after 9-11. Mm. And uh, so... In another paper, uh, I think this paper was interesting to me because they defined resilience in a very broad way. So uh, it was uh, it could be any activities uh, that um, were labeled as resilience in prior work. So this paper was a meta-analysis, I remember. Mm -hmm. So you know, if a paper uh, that was included in this meta-analysis defined resilience as being like, you know, listening to music when you're, uh, you know, stressed or something like that, you know, that all counted as resilience. Um, and uh, do you recall any other um, measure of resilience in our previous papers? Yeah, um, I think in maybe even if this was in the first one maybe they also said this in the, in the second week uh, of resilience um, but it was something just like um how well are you adapting 
to stress. Like that kind of idea is how they might mm. define resilience. And so, resilience. right. And, and I mean, that could be counted in so many different ways. Uh, like, I mean, there's so much subjectivity in so many different parts of that. Like what is adaptive? What is stress? Like all of that. Right. So um, mm. I, I, I think, yeah, I, that's basically the two different there are three different ways um, that they, they try to look at this. Um, and so if, if you ever hear the word uh, like operationalization, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here, that this is, this is how people define the construct of interest. The construct of interest here is resilience. The way that it's operationalized is, let's say, PTSD symptoms um, and the amount of that. Um, or it could be literally other researchers have labeled this resilience. So we are also <laughs> now going to use this term. Um, and in that case, that was like music therapy or that was uh, CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, things like that, mm-hmm. um, which those are very different. <laughs> but <laughs> here we are, we're calling them the same but thing. But they are, you know, included in the umbrella term of resilience. So, you know, I think this, you know, very much explains like, how it is very tricky and difficult to operationalize a psychological term because perhaps, you know, the same thing uh, could mean so many different things for different people, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it is something that psychological uh, psycho- psychologists uh, do, you know, um, work with like <laughs> in every, everyday uh, research practices, like how we define and operationalize our subjective terms in mm-hmm. very concrete, uh, you know, constructs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's up to us to make it as concrete as possible. Um, because I mean, psychology, like, I guess to some degree, like it's it's visual and you can like see it and like you can quantify it, but like also not really, right? Like it's, it's so many different things. Um, so it's up to us to figure out what is it that we actually are counting? What is it that we're actually measuring? Um, and I mean, sometimes uh, I'll maybe just like say this and maybe we can come back to this idea, but like, if you ever see that there's two papers that end up like finding different uh, conclusions, it potentially is because of like this operationalization. Like they literally mm-hmm. just defined the term a little bit differently and they found different effects. Um, like these kinds of things happen all the time and it's super confusing. It's not only for researchers, but also like for the general public, right? Um, so yeah, uh, I, it's up to us uh, as researchers to like do a better job of really defining things. And like, I mean, we can like sit back and like think about this for a little bit, but like, <laughs> I don't know if that necessarily happens. We don't necessarily have these discussions across researchers. Um, like, hey, like let's agree that this is actually what this thing is. Um, but I mean, maybe those conversations would help quite a bit. Um, so maybe uh, that's maybe where I want to start. Actually, uh, let's let's take some of the science out of this, um, and let's just say like what for you, like if you had like this ideal picture of resilience, what would be in that measurement there? Like, what are some things that you would be looking for if you wanted to measure this? Um, I think at least you know among the measures that we talked about, the one measure and definition that resonated with me the most like based on my personal experience and how I think about resilience is the ability to carry on, Mm. you know, despite, you know, external stresses and like whatever uh, really stressful events that you are experiencing. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, there are some, you know, part of me that's like that I think as being like my core self, Mm -hmm. like for example, like my everyday habits, 
and the person that I interacted with every day. So, you know, like these things, uh, these like stable things that define me mm. um, is if, you know, I am able to carry on with these things, even though like there I might be experiencing severe stress and so forth. And even though, you know, like I think it's really difficult to carry on with your normal like everyday habits when you are experiencing severe stress mm -hmm. but if you are able to come back to this you know come back to your core self mm -hmm. uh, I think that kind of like ability to be um, continue being yourself either um, by your uh, daily activity and um, in your social interactions to me you know that's how I would define resilience uh, yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. But for you, like, you know, when you think of yourself, like what kind of situations would you imagine if you think of yourself being resilient? Um, so yeah, I guess to me, like there's always, there has to be some sort of like stress beforehand. So like, like, do I know I'm resilient if there's never anything that's stressful? Uh, and like, I don't know <laughs> if I would be able to, to figure that out. Um, but I mean, great life, right? If that was actually the case, but, um, when it comes to resilience, um, yeah, I mean, resilience to me is like, it's really in the everyday, like it's, it's, of course there's these super major traumatic kind of events, but like, like literally so many bad things happen a day so many bad things that you could perceive like uh and you could like be bogged down by and like things like that right like oh my computer is not turning on correctly like <laughs> but um like I, I i persevere and i i try to figure out a way to turn it on or like i i do something else in the meantime or whatever right like all these other ideas like help adapt to the situation um or it could be like bigger things right like maybe maybe I uh, misplaced my wallet <laughs> and um, I'm like, that, that would suck. Um, but like, what do I do after that? Right. Um, and do I uh, sit there and like, do I end up like being overtaken by like negative emotions or like, do I try to get back to like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like I can figure this out um, and move mm -hmm. on kind of thing. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's this idea of just like everyday resilience that like, I think gets passed over <laughs> quite a bit. Um, and I mean, obviously that didn't happen like in our, um, in our current papers, uh, this idea of like everyday resilience. Um, these were usually like pretty big kinds of things. Um, mm. But yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I think about. I, I was also thinking about like, if I were to uh like figure out actual people in history uh that like are resilient uh right like we can we can point to people that hopefully we can all agree on although actually uh, I, there's me plenty of people that I would disagree uh on some of these uh, people so uh there's some fictional characters that I will mention, uh, like Mulan. Uh, if <laughs> you are familiar with the story, <laughs> I mean, I guess Mulan was a real person, right? Um, but I mean, who knows about her actual story? Um, uh, but yeah, she was super resilient, right? Like so everyone told her, mm -hmm. no, she can't do anything. But like here she did, uh, she saved China, <laughs> basically, right? But, you know, if you're going to count Mulan, I would guess like every character in Disney movies are mm. resilient. They always overcome challenges, don't mm. they? Um, Essentially, oh man, there's going to be so many... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know I don't actually I don't know if I would agree with that um because like there's like the idea of like a damsel in distress sort of thing right and like I mean maybe at the end of the day they're happy but like 
uh, I don't know. Uh, this is a horrible discussion okay, <laughs> for me. Let's, let's here. not get into this. <laughs> there's, no, there's a lot that goes about on. about the whole Disney story plus. Uh, there's, there's a lot of sexist things that happen in Disney movies, although they've been oh, uh, yeah, helping yeah. break out of that. But <laughs> um, okay, so then other other fictional characters. Uh, there's Gandalf. Uh, I think <laughs> if you're familiar with Lord oh. of the Rings, um, he is super resilient. Um, he literally died and came back to life, and he continued <laughs> to help Frodo <laughs> uh, on his journey. Um, so I, I think that's resilient. Um, but then uh, there's real life uh, humans too that we could look up to, and like uh, in in our like contemporary contemporaneous like life, um, there are people like Malala Yousafzai. Um, there are people like Anita Hill. There's Christine Blasey Ford. There's Serena Williams. There's Simone Biles. There's all these people that we could look to um, that are quite resilient, right? Like there's so much stress that they're undergoing, but they they continue to at least, if not only present themselves, actually feel like they are good, like they are doing well, like they are able to get through it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, are there other people What's you want to? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know enough <laughs> characters, but <laughs> but like this brings me to a question where, you know, like there are different manifestations of resilience, like. Mm. For example, I think there are at least that two that you talked about. So, I mean, two that we both talked about. One is really the uh, resilience that's like shown, like how much you mm. are carrying on with your daily activities and like how much you are still being able to interact with others. But then there's really internal one, like psychological one, mm -hmm. like how much you think that you are able to get through this. So I think these are related, but then they are also separate, like in right. the sense that even though you're not adaptable, like behaviorally right now, like if you have a strong belief that you can get through this, maybe, you know, that will produce a behavioral resilience, like in the long term too. Hmm. So yeah. So what do you think about this? Yeah, no, I, no, I definitely, I think that's such a good thing uh, that you, you brought up because I, I don't think your internal like sense of self always matches up with like how you present yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, you could be very much doubting yourself on the inside. You could be like feeling a lot of anxiety about like certain things, but like on the outside, you might be like smiling and like helping other people like uh, like in their lives and like things like that, right? Um, and so you look very resilient, but then maybe you go back home and you're just like completely burnt out and you, you can't like function, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that's that's something that definitely needs to be talked about. Um, I don't know if we all do a good job of talking about that here, but I, I think because it brings up the idea of like, how do you measure this, right? So like, do you measure just the behavioral aspects? Do you measure just like the self-report aspects? Um, and I think to some degree, they're both valid. Um, but uh, I mean, there's no answer to this question, but like what one's out uh, at the end of the day? I don't yeah. know. But at least when measuring resilience, like I think other people's perceptions about like whether someone is resilient or not, I think that personally, I think that's like the least credible way of measuring resilience. Um, mm. it, just because the reason that you just talked about, like, mm. you know, people do need to put up, put up their social faces, like in their jobs and so forth. So even though they're tearing apart, like internally, oftentimes we are definitely pressured to, you know, don't appear that way, uh, mm -hmm. like outside. Mm -hmm. So just because resilient is very personal, like construct and very subjective construct, mm -hmm. I am, you know, 
skeptical of whether measuring resilience through other people's evaluation is a great reflection of what's actually going on. Um, one opinion, hmm. though. Mm-hmm. You don't need to agree. <laughs> I, I like half agree with that. Because um, I, I do think there is a place for like these these perceptions of others on you Mm -hmm. um and sometimes so there are certain things that like other people can actually perceive better than yourself um we often like have ideas of ourselves and like we think (laughs) we are these things um but like we other people can see like um if let's say you are like very motivated like person right and you are always like doing everything to like perfection and like things like that right um but then other people around you they see like oh like that person actually like they look very tired they look very worn out they look (laughs) like they're about to like Mm. uh, crack basically right um but like in that other person's head like they feel like oh like you know i'm fine like i'm 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 accomplishing all these things like i must be uh doing well um but like from the outsider's perspective they're like no like you need to take a break like you can't keep doing this uh for Mm. the rest of your life um so i think there is like some validity there to uh this like person perception sort of thing but then on the other side there's like i mean people are like they can only um do it based off the cues that you give them right so like if people are like faking it uh, and they do a good job of that then like i mean they can't know what's going on inside uh aside from that right um so yeah um yeah yeah i think that's a really great point yeah it, it's a point that i was yeah missing sometimes yeah other people do especially those who are close to you and mm. you know you interact with more frequently they catch very subtle cues that you might not be aware of so mm. yeah I think you made a good point there. <laughs> that, this is also backed up in research. So this isn't just my opinion. Um, I don't oh, want to say... <laughs> okay. So I was completely incorrect, Ben. <laughs> no, so you're not incorrect because uh, both of those are true, right? People are both good and bad mm. at perceiving. <laughs> um, yeah, it just this. It just depends on what the actual thing is. And I, I don't want to say what mm. those things are because I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do know that it is true. Some things other people can perceive better, some things you can perceive better um mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. uh i mean self-perception and other perception they're not always perfect in, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. right both sides are flat <laughs> um so i mean for me then like the idea that you can really measure something just by having one measurement of it. Um, so if you only do self-report, if you only do informant report, if you only do physiological things, if you only do behavioral things, right? Like all these things, like they're usually less compelling to me uh, than if you are doing like a mixed method sort of thing, than like if you are doing self-report and physio if you're doing self-report and behavioral right like if you have these other things to like help um like oh there's uh like i see this here and i also see this here and like uh that like it's helps support the idea like oh this is actually a resilient person this isn't just a resilient person in their own head this is a resilient person like in all these other like facets um so uh, that's usually like where i land on no, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with your point. And even in research, you know, like, particularly for concepts like resilience, which is very broad, mm-hmm. like you in, you, if you really want to establish, you know, some finding, then you would probably want to try out like different, def- maybe not different definitions, but at least, you know, different ways of measuring resilience, 
you know, to, you know, see if the effects are really true. Um, yeah. Yes, I, and I, uh, so I, I agree with this, but I don't think psychologists do this. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not supposed to say that, but like, also it's true, right? Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty so rare sometimes, that. sometimes, yeah, and because, because of that, I think sometimes, like, it's really our job, like, as individuals in academia, like, if you want to figure out something, because, you know, different papers, you use different operationalizations and different constructs to measure the same thing, we really have often, often have to kind of read through all these papers to come to a conclusion, right? You can't come to a conclusion just by reading one paper that defined resilience in a certain way. Um, so, um, I mean, that's that was the benefit of discussing four papers about <laughs> resilience, mm -hmm. you know, this month, because we really don't know just by reading one paper. Um, right. Yeah. right, yeah, no, no one paper will ever give you all the results that you need. Um, and I mean, things are also changing, right? Like there's different circumstances in which like resilience maybe should be defined a certain way versus mm. like a different way. Um, and yeah, I mean, all of those changes matter to some degree. Um, but I do think that there could be a better job uh, with research and just like help coming together to actually define things and like, oh, these are actually the set of like measures that like get at like all the different like aspects here or something like that, right? Um, but that doesn't happen. It's usually like one lab uh, kind of like has like domain over it, right? Like they are the people that created the construct and, yeah. and the, the measurement. Um, and so everyone else and uses everybody it. Just yeah, right. yeah, true. <laughs> without doubt. No, I think that's true. Um, so maybe before we continue this, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about like the actual um, other measures that are out there. So we talked a little bit about like <clears throat> different ways to define it and like a couple ways that people have measured it, but there's uh, there's plenty other uh, scales out there. Uh, and usually scales are like, it's a little bit easier to like maybe comprehend like, oh, you fill out this questionnaire, you have an answer at the end of it, but what does that answer actually give you, right? So um, there's, mm -hmm. there's different resilience scales out there. Um, this uh, Connor Davidson, uh, Davidson resilience scale. Resilience um, scale. Yeah, they have 25 items um, for their scale, um, but there's also like a shorter one just in case uh, you don't have the time or the space to like actually do that, uh, which uh, actually that's gonna be a whole other <laughs> podcast episode uh, talk about like actual methodology, like and how to decide those kinds of things. But there are these different versions out there. Um, some uh, questions that uh, were on both the full and the brief version of this. Um, were things like, are you able to adapt to change? Um, do you try to see the humorous side of problems? Um, are you not easily discouraged by failure? Can you handle unpleasant feelings? Uh, can you achieve goals despite obstacles? Um, can you, um, oh, sorry, coping with stress can strengthen me. Um, so these kinds of ideas. So there's, there's a lot of different things that I just said here. Let, maybe uh, let's focus on a couple of these to see like, do you actually agree? Like, is this resilience? Um, this uh, first one, able to adapt to change. What do you think? Is that resilience to you? I mean, like, I think it, uh, I mean, you selected an appropriate measure, uh, particularly <laughs> because, you know, some things that appear in that items, like uh, ability to adapt to change and being able to think that coping with stress, you know, mm. is something that they can, you know, help them like in mm. the long term and not easily being discouraged by failures. These are some things that we just talked about like 
about like how we think of resilience.、Mm. So I think you know this skill, to some extent, does a good job of trying to incorporate like all these different interpretations、mm-hmm. about resilience in their skill.、Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I do think there are. I think most of the items here are very good,、um, and they're the exact、mm. things that we just discussed.、Um, but then there's some that like make me really question, <laughs> like,、uh, like what are we getting here?、Uh, and I so maybe I'll first say、uh, the item tries to see the humor side of problems. Ah,、uh, yeah, I expected you to choose that. <laughs>、mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> I, I think yes, of course, that would.、Um, well, actually, no. I, I even like walk. That back a little bit.、Uh, I, I think that could potentially、um, show resilience, right? That could potentially be a measure that, like you, you can like reframe things, right, and make them a little bit more positive than negative.、Um, but <laughs>、uh, the idea of like using humor、um, that could also very much like suppress things. That could very much like not actually allow you to deal with things, right? Like it's it's like、um, it's it's not always the best. It could、like、be、coping. a form of avoidance. <laughs> Right,、yeah. exactly.、Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if I would call someone that is actively avoiding like the the issue in front of them as like, are you resilient or not? Like, I don't know.、Um, so there's like that sort of thing. That, and then there's also like humor. I don't know humor in general. Like it's、uh, like not everyone does it, right? Like some people do, some people don't, right? So it's not like this like. Ubiquitous thing,、um, so it's hard for me to like、mm. get on board with like this item,、um, and so if if someone let, and you if, question whether this applies to everybody, right? Exactly. Yeah, because people could say no to this、uh, or like low、uh, rate it like lowly、uh, on the scale,、um, and that would like affect like the rest of the their like. The average score that they get, right? Like that's gonna drop it down, and、mm. it's like, well, I mean, this person's actually very resilient, but they they just don't use humor. <laughs>、um, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's tough for me,、um, but I would say, I mean, obviously, a lot of people use the scale.、Um, this is、uh, one. So the ones that I, I I'm going to talk about here, like these are all ones that a lot of people use.、Um, but even then, it's like I still have questions about them.、Uh, so it's like, should we should we be making something better?、Um, uh, and I don't know. Maybe there isn't anything better. Maybe they they really had like good reasoning to like incorporate uh, like humor, uh, like other things into this.、Um, But、yeah, it's maybe not for us to decide either, right?、Uh, like you, as an audience, like you should also like weigh weigh in on this, right?、Mm. Like, what do you think? Like, maybe I'm just wrong <laughs> about this, and maybe、yeah. humor really. And maybe、important. there are items that are missing here that's、mm. actually really important, right? right? And we really don't know because these are just established skills that researchers use without really questioning.、Mm-hmm. So. Yes, and I—I I mean, honestly, I think that happens often.、Uh, that like you're you're gonna have missing items,、um, and sometimes researchers will like kind of just make up items、uh, and like try to add them, right?、Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.、Um, but yeah, I—it I, it happens a, a lot.、Um, mm. So okay.、Um, That is one scale.、Uh, the, this is another scale. <clears throat> so the Connor Davidson、uh, resilience scale that is primarily used for adults.、Um, other people have tried to create、um, a measure for children,、uh, or at least younger people.、Um, And so, what they did here—I mean, completely different—I I would say.、Um, they oh even, wow, 
yeah. yeah they have like different factors um uh here so they have the individual resilience they have relational uh, resilience and they have contextual <laughs> resilience um connor davidson scale does not do any of this uh, necessarily like potentially you could do a little bit of that uh, but like it's it's not meant to um so this other scale it has 28 questions um I think there's also a brief version of this, but uh, the 28 one uh, is used pretty widely. Um, and so uh, let me just read some of these and maybe we can try to decide like, is this individual? Is this relational? Is this contextual? <clears throat> does that distinguish, uh, uh, does it matter to even distinguish them? So um, I cooperate with people around me. Uh, I aim to finish what I start. People think I am fun to be with. My caregivers watch me closely. I enjoy my caregivers' cultural and family traditions. Spiritual beliefs are a source of support to, uh, for me, and I am proud of my citizenship. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> we, we got, went through a lot of different topics here. <laughs> yeah, um, what, how does this like compare to the Connor Davidson for you? Like, is this any more or less valid in your head uh, for getting that resilience? I think one distinction definitely is like for the um, Connor Davison, which is targeted at adults, these are more really about like themselves, mm. right? Like, how are you feeling and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. But I think we talked about this at some point before in our podcast where, you know, because, you know, children, because they're underage, uh, like they are naturally more uh, dependent, like, with, uh, on others around them mm -hmm. so I'm guessing that's why the items like there are definitely more items that's uh, about like relational things like for example I cooperate with people around me mm -hmm. and how other people think about them you know like mm -hmm. people think I'm fun to be with uh, so like there are much more interpersonal and like social aspects um, and perhaps, you know, that's much more important in terms of like defining resilience for young kids. Mm -hmm. um, I, so I definitely hear that point. Um, and I, I so I, I, although I think it's true, I also think it's true that like as adults, we still need people, right? Like uh, it's, it's not that like we, we're just able to do everything on our own. Um, and like we've also yeah. seen that in like previous results that like something like high social, social support, support, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like, shouldn't that be included like in a valid measure? Like, shouldn't we like also focus on that since we know it's like such an important like part of, of resilience. It's not just a you thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, if you think it in, a, <clears throat> in the opposite direction, like shouldn't, uh, is it okay that we also assume that like resilience for children is really about how they relate to others mm -hmm. maybe they already know what, what how they're dealing with problems mm -hmm. and maybe they already have some metacognition about themselves and why don't we incorporate that into resilient skills for children as well mm -hmm. so you know i think there are definitely aspects that could be improved in both skills right. but what do you think yeah no um i i think that um 
I'm trying to, <laughs> what did you, yeah, what did you just say? Like, how, how can I reframe that? Um, the idea that uh, like children can on their own be resilient, right? Like there are so many children that like, unfortunately have such like bad circumstances where they don't have people that they can turn to, but they are very resilient people, right? They continue like going to school, they continue learning, they continue mm-hmm. uh, making friends if, if possible. Um, but not always, right? Like there's, there's a lot of like broken families that like the children kind of just have to like fend for themselves, um, but they're not not resilient. I mean, and often they're more resilient than a lot of other people, but they don't necessarily have like the relational like sort of stuff, right? Um, so, mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to, uh, to really like know, like what do you do with that? Yeah, and I think my, another point was that it could be possible that children also have some sense of how resilient they are mm. so like you, you can, as you can see like the items that you mentioned for children's measure of resilience like they are much more indirect right so none of them ask us ask about like are you comfortable with change like do you think you'll be okay uh, if people like stress you out like mm-hmm. there is re- there are really no questions that like directly gets at like how pe- how children cope with stress so i think that was one limitation that i mentioned for these kind of children targeted skills yeah yeah no and i i think that's such a good uh, point um that it, it is super indirect uh so like it's it's almost like fully dependent like if your circumstances are good then you are also resilient but if your circumstances mm. aren't good then like you're not resilient like, you're like, not resilient yeah uh, and I, I don't agree with that um like i keep looking at the this one item in particular like i am proud of my citizenship i, I think that is such I'm a great like, thing <laughs> i'm sure that people that are proud of their citizenship are much more resilient but also like you don't necessarily need that i think in order to be resilient right yeah that's interesting. And I mean, there's always the argument that like, this is just one item, right? So like, it's, it, it could be fine. Like, it's not going to make that big of a difference. But I think, I don't know, we have these imperfect measurements and then we try to make like these bold conclusions based off of them, right? Um, mm. It's There's definitely a mismatch. <laughs> and also, you know, one reason that researchers need to be really careful about like the items that's included in a skill is that you know, one answering one item um, can influence people's responses to other items as well, mm. right? So let's say, you know, you ask about citizenship uh, out of nowhere, then, you know, that definitely, you know, makes children, you know, think about what it means for them. And, you know, that kind of thought processes can definitely uh, spill over to how they answer other items. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, this item it's just one item it's not going to affect any have an effect it's Mm. it has more effect effect than uh we might think so Mm. right uh, skills are very difficult to develop yes no very difficult (laughs) i mean good Uh, skills yeah good (laughs) skills are difficult to develop Right. Um, yeah, it's easy to think of questions, but then if, when you really think about it, it's like, oh, I, I actually did mess that up. Uh, like whether mm. that is ordering or whether that is like, this is just, this is not a good mm. question to like actually get at the construct. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely heard that point. I think, uh, thank you uh, for saying that because uh, I, I wasn't thinking about the ordering at all, but like if you are thinking about citizenship and then you think about like, oh, like <laughs> I, I don't know what it means to like even be a citizen. And like, now you're like wondering like, am I actually supported in the way that I am? Are my circumstances like actually as good as I thought? Like, yeah, totally. That could have an effect. Yeah, yeah. That brings a whole lot of different things. Like, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we we're out of time, <laughs> but um, I, I do want right. Yes, yeah, so we could definitely keep going on this, um, but uh, and I think we will. I think we'll continue like incorporating this idea of just like measurement uh, at least maybe once a week um, for like any of these big topics that we do because um, it's important, right? Um, and it's not something that like researchers are necessarily transparent about um, and it's not necessarily written up like through the media and like things like that. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, we, we want to do stuff like this um, as long as it's useful <laughs> to you and like do let us know if you, you like this discussion. Um, but uh, before I end this, any, any last thoughts on anything? Mm, oh, I think we kind of talked about it uh, like before the actual recording, but like mm. resilience, um, I mean, I mean, you already brought up a good point where, you know, we, we have different skills mm. uh, that's particularly measuring resilience for adults, but also like children. Mm. But, you know, like uh, resilience can also mean different things across different time, across different era, mm. you know, what people defined, uh, how people defined resilience in 90s could like you know, completely be different from how we think of resilience now, mm -hmm. you know, because there were, there are, you know, so much things happening very rapidly. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that we should also care about as researchers, but we don't as much. Um, so maybe one last point that I can bring up. Yes. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll add on quickly to that because uh, it's a super important point that, I mean, these psychological constructs, they, they change over time. And so maybe our measurements should also change across time, uh, like alongside with them, right? What it means to be um, proud of your citizenship, <laughs> that, that definitely has changed uh, in the past 20 years uh, compared to like exactly. in, in yeah. the like, yeah, 1950s or something, right? Um, <laughs> And but like that's that's absolutely the case that uh, we we still use measurements that were like uh, developed back then. Um, mm. Luckily for these resilience skills, these um, the latest that is like widely used that I know of. Um, it, I think it might actually be this Connor Davidson scale that was in the nineties. Um, but like for other kinds of things, uh, like when it comes to like social support, like I know there's definitely things that are done in the 70s and 80s that like we still use today. And like, I think our idea of like what social support means like has also changed like as a society. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I, 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 it would be great if we could uh, develop new measurements, but like that also takes a lot of time, right? Um, if you um, really want to- <laughs> If you really want to get at, to make it like a good measurement um like that that's gonna take quite a bit of time to develop and like people just want to like run their own studies already like they don't want to have to sit <laughs> like take that time to create the measurement to then do the study right like that's gonna take like an additional like three four years like to do all of those things uh for every single study like science is slow enough already <laughs> uh, um, yeah but at least you know thankfully um 
there are definitely some really motivated researchers where mm. where a new skill is developed like some researchers like continue testing that skill through mm. even even though they're they they may not be the original inventors mm. you know they continue testing the skill across different populations so that they can suggest like refinement mm-hmm. so you know that kind of process does exist in academia so that we know that we are making some skills better right. um, but it's not it doesn't happen always um, so. right um, and yeah no I, I think that's definitely um, it's much more common practice for at least people to report uh, like a little bit more about like oh like this actually was a reliable like sort of thing in our uh, sample uh, and like there's people that like start to collect that like data and like say like oh like this across time this has been like holding up uh, and like that's great um uh, there's so much more i want to say on this but um we're, we're gonna end this for today um Maybe the last, last point I'm going to say on this is even though we have been talking about how shaky this idea is of measurement, um, this does not completely like wipe out the, the, uh, all the other like evidence that we've said so far, all the other like conclusions mm-hmm. that we've said so far, it potentially could, of course. Um, and I, I think I kind of just like bring this up for the sake of like discussion. Um, it's up to you to decide, like, does this still like hold now that you know all this stuff about like measurement and now that you know all this stuff about like what resilience is. Um, and I, I mean, personally, I, I still agree with like the conclusions that uh, have come uh, largely and not necessarily every single one, but largely I still agree with uh, a lot of things. Um, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, these papers are still definitions of resilience, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just different across papers and we should be able to think, you know, um, we should be able to integrate like, you know, what we talked about, what we read. So obviously um, just because there are different measures of resilience, that doesn't mean one measure is wrong or incorrect or so sometimes <laughs> i think there are sometimes <laughs> uh, <wrong. yes. laughs> yeah yeah um i but, will never be conclusive uh, right. there is definitely an open uh, question to that <laughs> yes yeah um all right so yeah i mean I, I hope you all enjoyed this like i i, I definitely enjoyed this stuff um so I, if this is enjoyable to you we will keep doing this um but we'll try this out a couple more times and see how it goes um all right, so uh, that's it for today. <laughs> finally, um, next, finally? next, <laughs> finally, yeah. uh, hopefully. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, next month we, we're going to be switching topics. Um, I, I haven't decided exactly what this topic's going to be just yet. Um, so if there are ideas out there, like we're open to suggestions. Um, but in the meantime, uh, again, I'll just uh, shortly plug uh, the website, uh, roomforresearch.com, which holds all of our content, as well as our social media um, at Room for Research. And um, yeah, feel free to check out all these other things that we're creating uh, on the topic of resilience and all the other topics that we also uh, have been talking about. Um, until next week. Uh, thank you. Bye. Hey. The sun will breathe.